0: Hey guys, it's Betsy with Faith in Flip Flops. October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so Faith in Flip Flops is doing its part in bringing awareness by sharing stories of survivors and victims. Today's topic: You Can't Fall Out of a Ditch. Ah, the restaurant industry, the Melrose Place for those not so rich and famous. I was young too young when I met my future ex-husband. I was barely 19 and on a work trip for Ruby Tuesday's restaurant to Hilton Head, South Carolina during the Heritage Golf Tournament. That is a super fun time to be in Hilton Head, especially when you just met the man of your dreams and are just getting out on your own. I was too grown up for my own good and no one could tell me anything. I was on top of the world. I moved to the top of the world to be with the love of my life, even knowing that he was fresh out of a California rehabilitation facility. He said he was clean, and I believed him. He said he loved me, and I believed him. He asked me to marry him, and I said yes. I married him, even though people told me not to even when others said he was not clean, and even though deep down I knew the truth. I put the love of my life on a pedestal and made him my priority, which meant I lost all of my friends. Well, between that and the fact that he didn't like them. It was not hard having no friends. I had him. Unfortunately, I had to share him with his side chicks. I had become immune to that fact and decided that my marriage would not fail, no matter the cost. The cost was me. I was slowly drowning and losing myself as he became more demanding of me. Five years after we were married, we were blessed with twins. Being a mommy is the most special gift I have ever been given. He began to show signs of being jealous of the babies, But I pushed the thoughts aside, thinking I was crazy. He was a restaurant manager, and when they were just infants, he was robbed at the end of a shift, pistol-whipped, and locked in a freezer. After that, it was on. First came the name-calling and emotional abuse until the first shove into the dresser with just a few bruises. Then began a very, very long bumpy road of physical and mental abuse. He would disappear for days at a time. At first, I would worry that he might be hurt or dead and do the whole call the hospital thing to make sure he was alive. Later, I would hope he was dead or at least hurt. Drugs were everywhere under the kid's car seats, in the car, in our mailbox. I lived in fear of being busted in my own home and the children being taken away. He constantly told me that was what would happen if I called the police. Because of the drug issue, we had money issues too. I cleaned houses, bartended, and had a newspaper delivery route to make sure my children were fed and clothed. We were barely scraping by, but on paper, we should have been living well. "'It was embarrassing to be in such a dire situation "'as that is not how I was raised "'and not how I wanted my children to be raised. "'I often packed the children up "'and headed back to my mother's house down the street "'to get a break from him and the situation. "'A few days of normal to refuel "'for whatever got thrown at me next. "'The third child was born after he had a year of sobriety. "'It wasn't perfect, but he was trying.' He even got his real estate license. Now remember, my marriage was not going to fail, so I thought having another child would fix our problem. The child didn't fix the marriage, but he did mold me into who I am today. My coming to Jesus situation was one neon sign that God definitely did not want me to miss. I had been at my mother's house for the night After having been through an incredibly hard week of physical, mental, and verbal abuse from him, I needed the break, and my children needed the break. Thankfully, we were as relaxed as we could be going into such an explosive situation. The house was a mess, and he was nowhere to be found. Honestly, that was fine with me, except I had learned that him taking me by surprise just never ended well. I tracked him down, naked, and passed out in our backyard after a night of partying. Evidently, I disturbed his slumber, and he woke up in fight mode, and it was a fight I was going to lose. I took my five-year-old children, the baby was at my mother's, and locked them in the bathroom with snacks so they wouldn't see. I suffered the worst physical abuse in my own backyard that I had suffered throughout the marriage, but the children never saw it. The finale was him dragging me through my home and into the garage with a shotgun in his hand. He kicked me, stepped on me, and hit me in all the places my clothes would hide. Even in his altered state, he remembered not to leave bruises where wandering eyes would see. We were loud enough for the police to be called. And he fled with his shotgun to another state. For five days, I did not know where he was or if he would show up to finish what he started. No one knew where he was, not even the police. I should have known he would find me. Five days later, he walked into my work and came after me, chasing me into the storage room. This time, he was arrested. He did go to jail and stayed there for 30 days. This time, I got away, and this time, I would start my future. There was court-ordered therapy for me and the children. It would end up taking me seven years and four days a week to understand that I was not the crazy one. It took two years to get divorced from the man that would have killed me had someone not called the police. My children and I would spend time in a shelter approximately six times before I got us back on our feet. It was a hard, long road to climb out of that ditch I landed in when I hit rock bottom. My therapist kept telling me, This is your rock bottom, honey. You can't fall out of a ditch. No, you definitely can't. There was no place to go but up. I am happy to say that 16 years later, I am whole again, and the children are healthy and happy. It was work, but it was worth every step to become the person I am today. I do, however, very clearly remember the days I prayed for what I have now. My wish is for others in similar situations to have the strength and courage they need to push themselves back into the light. Know your worth. You're better than that. God wants you to have better than that. Surviving domestic violence requires a strength most people will never understand. Those of us that do understand need to stand together and be the strength for those still crawling out of the ditch.